It is Prowler Resents, ProwlerResents.com. It's our third annual fall TV preview. This year's a really special guest, a guy I really, uh, his column I've been reading for over 10 years and listen to his podcast every day like a lunatic. He was uh, gave himself the title of the Programming Insider and TV Guru and then took it away, I guess, for contractual reasons. But you can read him every day and watch his blog on, um, well, his vlog on TV Media Insights. Hey, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> 29 years old. Networks, Adam, the networks don't want me anymore, but whatever. By how many years? When did that happen? Um, it happened a few years ago. I'm I'm considered one of those viewers who is, is at home in a rocking chair watching repeats of Murder, She Wrote. I'm not doing that. You're not. But you're spending money. You've talked about this before. Right, probably I more still, than I, I still. I'm a I'm I'm a consumer who buys products. Who I listen. I'm very happy to change a brand of toothpaste if you know something's better is out there. I'm I'm willing to do other things. So they're wrong about people like me. Right. Yeah, and they, they just go for kids who are twenty or who are getting money from people like you. Yes. Their parents. Yes. <laughs> this would go right to the parents. So. We talk about the fall TV schedule. I sent you a copy of it, but you told me you had it memorized. <laughs> I have it memorized, right? <laughs> That's why you're the TV guru. The uh, what? Where did you get those titles from? When I worked at um, Media Week, when they hired me at Media Week in 1999, the editor at the time was Bill Glody, and he decided that I was Mr. TV. So people, that's when it started. So people just started calling me Mr. TV. And then ultimately, when I left Media Week, well, Media Week ended, and I left last uh, August to start TV Media Insights. So I'm still Mr. TV. You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even I hear you. Well. Hi, this is Tony Wazel, uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest men show. To all you proudly resent listeners out there, just remember, you can't test on hospitality. Oh, I want well, you know, I was looking over the, the fall schedule for 2012, and it seems like the same spots are the problem every year. Like Thursday at 8 for ABC or something. It's very difficult when you're having a problem, when, when, when a time period's really weak, it's very hard to come in and really ignite that time period. So yes, a lot of the new shows are sitting in time periods that have been problematic for the networks for years. So uh, let's talk about, we'll go through each night, we'll just go through what shows you think will work and not work. Uh, Mm-hmm. The only new show on Sunday night is uh, 66 Park Avenue. Have you seen Have you seen a lot of the new shows? I've seen all of them. Okay, what did you think of this show? I thought the show was, um, I, I give ABC credit because they it, it dares to be different. Um, it's a different kind of a show. It has that you know sci-fi element to it. I love the fact that they're moving Revenge to 9 o'clock as it's lead-in. So I think it will get lead-in support. But I do think that viewers will not necessarily take to it. It's a tough time period. It faces football and it faces the mentalist. And that's going to make it um, a tough road ahead. And, and what is this? it's kind of like Lost. It seems like they're doing Lost again this year. On ABC well, anything you're going to see, you know, um, with... The actor who played Locke is in um, in that in that series, and so you look at Locke and you think, oh, they're doing Lost again. They're not ship they're not shipwrecked anywhere, but it has a science fiction element. You know, it's a creepy building. There's odd things happening. Nobody knows what's going on, but um, 
I just think that uh, it faces a tough road ahead. And really, you should not move into 666 uh, Park Avenue. Uh, right away, it's a bad sign. Right. I wouldn't live there. No, no, I wouldn't live there. It's the same way. If I was on, if I, if I was on Knott's Landing, I wouldn't have lived in that cul-de-sac. It was cursed. Every every year, tragedies happen. Move, move to another place. Right, you know it's gonna happen. But I guess it's New York, so the rent is cheap enough. You'll move anywhere. <laughs> I lived in a storefront for five years in Alabama. Exactly. City. What exactly. about the other shows? I haven't moved. Um, Bob's Burgers. What do you think about uh, the? Fox doing cartoons that whole night. It seems to work, right? Fox has been doing animation on Sunday for years now, but this is the problem. They're losing audience. It's not that they don't have an audience, but The Simpsons are down, Family Guy is down. It still has a following, but it's not as strong as it used to be. So, you know, that's something they're going to have to address sometime in the future. You know, they've got The Simpsons, they have Family Guy, they have The Cleveland Show, um, American Dad, but the shows are aging. You know, The Simpsons could outlive both of us. But the ratings are dropping. That's the reality of animation, of their Sunday night animation block. What do you think it would take to cancel The Simpsons? Oh, it's not happening. It's not happening. They'll keep that. Uh, that's going to stay on indefinitely. Uh, it, it's funny because, you know, nobody ever mentions, other than myself, that the ratings are down. But The Simpsons is a phenomenon. It's not just a TV show. There's so much more to it. I mean, I just came from Universal in L.A., and I was, you know, I was on The Simpsons ride, The Simpsons merchandise, this, you know, everything. Uh -huh. So it's, it's not just a TV show. It's not going away. What do you think has lasted more than other shows, even The Flintstones? Or... I think it's a formula that works for Fox, and it brings in revenue for them. And it still has a following, not as big, but it still has a following. And it just, you know, you know Fox is not going to change their um, Sunday night. They're going to keep it animation. That's for sure. Uh -huh. You're not going to see, you may see a live action show here or there, a sitcom, but they're not going to change the formula. So they're going to want The Simpsons as part of that formula. Well, and uh, live action hasn't worked there in years. The only really live action, I mean, they used to have The X Files on Sunday, and they had that 70s show on Sunday, but they've created a, um, an animation block, and that's the way they're going to keep it. And they were actually supposed to do a new version of The Flintstones, but they, then, they decided not to do it. What happened? It's just, I guess it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't pan out. They were going to put it on Sunday nights. I was all, you know, excited about it myself. I'd like to revisit the Flintstones, but it just didn't work out for them. I heard they couldn't book the uh, the bird that does the record player. He wouldn't do it, so they're like, forget it. <laughs> Dino was busy. Dino had <laughs> the thing about this. You know, the thing about this animation. Okay, the Flintstones was in the '60s. So if you do the math, Pebbles uh -huh. is. Uh, Little Pebbles is pushing 50, okay? And <laughs> they did a new Flintstones. Something tells me Pebbles would still be a baby. Right, right, right. Pebbles would be 50 living at home trying to Pebbles figure things like out. Pebbles like my age, okay? I'm a little <laughs> older than Pebbles and Bam Bam. But then again, they have not aged. They have, and they look great. And so do you. You look like Pebbles. You still do. I look like Pe I look like Bam Bam, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, what about Monday? Again, uh just the places where it seems like they have problems, they put it and they've changed it. Uh, Partners is a new show, Mob Doctor on Fox. Well, that is that good? No, forget about Mob Doctor. Forget it. it's not going to work. It's it's and remember, remember they already announced Fox that in mid season the following with Kevin Bacon is going to be airing Monday at nine. Mob Doctor has no shot of succeeding at all. So if you're doing a if you're handicapping odds and you're in a pool, consider that that could be an early cancellation. It's not going to work. I'm worried about CBS a little bit. CBS changed Monday, not because it had to. They didn't have to. Two Broke Girls was a breakout hit at 
But they decided they would move it to nine. They're going to put in partners and ship uh, two and a half men to Thursday at eight thirty. I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm worried because I think the pilot for partners was really crummy. I really think it was laughing. It was lacking laughs, and I don't think it's going to do anywhere near as well as Two Broke Girls did. And that means the lead-in into Two Broke Girls will not be as strong as what Two Broke Girls was into Two and a Half Men. Right. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about CBS on Monday. What should they have done on Monday? Oh, well, you know, you got you have to look at it this way. Two and a Half Men is going into season 10, I believe, at this point. Can't last forever. So their thinking was, you know, let's put Two Broke Girls to 9 o'clock. It's a fresher show. It's going into season 2. This is our future. And I'll tell you something interesting. Here's an interesting point that maybe you didn't know. There was only one fall season that CBS opened up the season on Monday without a sitcom airing at 9 o'clock since I Love Lucy in 1950. Every year at 9 o'clock on Monday is a pivotal sitcom on their schedule. And they think it is now Two Broke Girls. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. If I was CBS, I don't know if I would have moved. I'm, I might have moved Mike and Molly to Thursday. I might have. Uh-huh. And again, there was a rumor that CBS was going to expand to two hours of comedies on Thursday, which it didn't do. But I don't think CBS is going to fall off the map on Monday. But we'll see what happens. You think they should have gone two hours of uh, comedy on Thursday? Not necessarily, because Person of Interest does very well for them at 9 o'clock. So the rule is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, great. So uh, Partners and uh, Mob Doctor and Revolution is uh, NBC. That's another sci-fi show. They've, right. they've been trying to launch their own kind of loss, too, right? Yes. And I, I also think, you know, I give them a lot of credit. It's getting some buzz. Um, it has a very good lead-in from The Voice. And, and something to remember, a lot of people think that the lead-in doesn't matter anymore. That's not true. It's not true. So it's leading out of The Voice. It will definitely have support. So I think it will get sampled. Plus, it will certainly do better than the Playboy Club last fall, um, which lasted, what, three episodes. But I'm not, I'm not certain Revolution is going to click. You know, it's opposite Hawaii Five O on CBS and Castle on ABC. So it faces proven competition. It's not, it might not be easy for Revolution. And they've done shows, you know, NBC has done science fiction shows on Monday, and it doesn't seem to work for them, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but why do they keep putting the science fiction shows back on Monday? Like, why, why when they get a show like Revolution, they go, well, um, the event didn't work on Monday, let's try Revolution on Monday. You know, the problem with NBC, you have to remember, um, Adam, you have to remember, they, they don't have a lot to work with. Well, they didn't have to put it on Monday at 10 o'clock, but you have to also think, where would they put it? Where What would be a better, you know, they have Chicago Fire Wednesday at 10 o'clock out of SVU. They have Parenthood sitting Tuesday at 10. They could have put it Thursday at 10. That might have been a better option for them. But what, they, they decided to put Rock Center with Brian Williams there, and that was a mistake. That sounds better for Monday, actually. Okay, it might have been better. Way. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had Brian Williams Thursday at ten. That's a key time period. I wouldn't waste it on Brian Williams. Yeah. Why are they throwing the money away? Because that's usually when they have like. I know. It's very foolish to me. Because remember, Thursday is a very big night of television. The hot levels are up. You can make good advertising dollars. I don't know why they would put Brian Williams on Thursday. I don't think he'll stay there very long. So I would have. I might have put the Revolution on um, th- Thursday at ten. I think that would have been a better option for them. Makes sense. And then already Tuesday, there's a lot of changes. Fox has gone two hours with comedy, and and uh, NBC has comedies. How about you? What do you What do you think is going to work that night? Well, here's the problem with Fox. Okay, Fox has been wanting to do a two hour live action sitcom block. They tried it in the spring. They tested it. It didn't work for them. Right. New Girl is solid. 
I think leading into the new, you know, the Mindy Project, I think that that could work very well. But Raising Hope, which I personally really like, that's not strong enough to anchor the evening. And Ben and Kate, to me, is um, just not a funny show. I mean, I saw the pilot, didn't really like it. So I don't think Fox is going to really reap the benefits of two hours of comedies. I think 9 to 10 will be good for them. I don't think 8 to 9 will work. Um, NBC... Lee, again, go on with Matthew Perry leads out of the voice, so it has lead and support, but I didn't like the show. I am more optimistic about the new normal. I think that could have a shot of succeeding. That should have been, I feel like new normal should have been on at 9 and yes, go on at 9.30. But, they but think you know, Matthew, Matthew Perry, they figure he's a name, he'll bring viewers. I didn't like the pilot, I thought it was a little depressing. It's re- It's a really hard show to do. It's a show about a support grief group. Like, yes. It's hard to be funny. Because you have to address the grief. Wanted to take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying the show. I love Mark Berman. I love listening to him, reading his column. If you want to know how to find him, go to proudlyresents.com slash TV2012. He's awesome. Also at proudlyresents.com slash TV2012. We'll have links to other shows where we talk about TV, including Nico and I arguing who has worse TV, America or England? September 22nd at I.O. West here in Hollywood. Go to ProudlyResents.com slash I.O. to get more information. We will have Chris Gore crashing our show. And Tony Clifton, Andy Kaufman's best friend, will be there to talk about what horror was to make the film. So if you have any comments, please email us at ProudPod at gmail.com. At ProudlyResents. Facebook group, ProudlyResents. You can uh, put a carrier pigeon, just tap him twice on the head, he'll know where to go. All right, see you then. Thanks, man. Mark and I had a problem with the uh, Skype, and um, two old guys, you can tell how old we are, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) There's your age. So... We were talking about Tuesday and how uh, Raising Hope on Fox, they keep putting that back on the air. Well, you know what? It's going into season three, so at this point, they want to have enough ep- episodes for off-network, so it'll be on for... An, it's going to last through the third season into the fourth. Oh, good for them. It worked out. Now, uh, Wednesday, before we get cut off, uh, maybe it's from the people from 666 Park Avenue screwing with our Skype. But um, <laughs> Wednesday is like the best night for ABC, right? It's hard to beat them. Well, ABC has a big problem on Wednesday, um, and CBS is really strong on Wednesday because CBS has Survivor, Criminal Minds, and CSI. Right. Um, it's it's a big night of television. Fox has the X Factor. Um, ABC's potential problem is the neighbors at eight thirty. I think that'll be the first cancellation of the season. That's the I I can't disagree with you. That sounds like a terrible idea mixed with a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. What and, it, tell everyone what it's about what, so they can shake their heads. Well, it's about a seemingly normal family who moves to suburbia and they discover that their next-door neighbors are aliens. Sounds hilarious. They're trying to do their version of Third Rock from the Sun, and the pilot was awful, and I think it'll be the first one to go. So people have been clamoring for more Third Rock since it got canceled. Is that what you're saying? Uh, not Third Rock. <laughs> Did I? Third Rock from the Sun. That's what uh, I mean. Like, who's oh, been asking oh, for more John Lithgow? I personally never liked that show, but I understand why it stayed on the air for... for five and a half seasons but um yeah they think that you know it's an over-the-top concept and people like funny shows like that it's not funny 
It seems to work better after the middle. Originally, it was after Modern Family. Well, I mean, if they had wasted the Modern Family lead out on the neighbors, they would have been out of their minds. They're bringing back Suburgatory, and then they have very high hopes for Nashville at 10 o'clock. I heard good things about Nashville. What did you think of it? Nashville is a very good pilot. It's a, it's you know, it's an unusual story. It's a good pilot. It, it's it's targeted to females. Um, I don't think it's going to be a breakout hit, but I'm hoping that it will stay on the air. That it will have enough of an audience, and I think it will. Do you think it'll do as well as Revenge? Is that what they're hoping? They're obviously they're hoping for that. Um, I think it possibly could. You know, remember it's facing CSI, which is an older show now, and it's facing. Um, the new show on NBC, uh, their uh, Chicago Fire. So it's targeted to females. It has some lead-in support. I think it could do okay for ABC. What do you think about Chicago Fire? It seems so generic. It's extremely generic, but you know what? Generic can work. It's got a beginning, a middle, and and it's basically law and order set in a fire agent, fire, fire department. It's from Dick Wolf. So it has a shot. It has a shot. But keep in mind, it airs out of SVU, which probably should have been canceled two years ago. Yeah, that's kind of an old show. And then they, they start out with animal practice and guys with kids. This whole thing seems like it's right out of the, in the 90s, their whole night. Well, they're trying. NBC is really putting an emphasis on comedies. Now, remember, they're losing The Office and they're losing um, 30 Rock. So they're placing an emphasis on comedies. What I really like about Guys with Kids is it's filmed in front of a live audience. And, you know, I like I thought it was funny. Animal practice, they're obviously hoping that um, Crystal the Monkey is going to be the, you know, the standout star of the year. Guess what? She's not going to be. She's very cute and adorable. Shows with monkeys don't work. Well, there was a, there was a show called Mr. Smith. Right. Back, remember that show in 1983? Then let, let, this will test your age. Do you remember Me and the Chimp? Remember no, but me? I remember Mr. Smith. What is Me and the Chimp? Me and the Chimp was Ted Bessel, who was from That Girl, starting this sitcom, a family sitcom, and they happened to have a chimp. The little girl was Cammy Kotler from the Waltons before she got there. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in it. All right, and then uh, CW, how are they doing? They got The Arrow. They have uh, another female doctor show, you know, like Out of Heart of Dixie. Do they know well, what they're doing? The CW's in a lot of trouble. You know, the CW, you know, they, this is their, this is their man. They, they're basically claiming that they don't care about the ratings, but they're, their appeal comes from social media and people tweeting and blah blah blah. They don't support that with any document, you know, any kind of valid data. Of the three new shows, they have Arrow, they have Beauty and the Beast, and they have Emily Owens, MD. Arrow has the best shot of succeeding. It's Wednesday at eight. It leads into Supernatural. The flow is good. The pilot was positive. I think that has a shot. But even a show on the CW that succeeds is not going to get more than two million viewers. That's good for them. They don't need a lot then. They don't need a lot, but they just don't have a lot. I mean, their schedule is racked with returning low-rated shows. 90210 shouldn't still be on the air. Gossip Girl is ending. You know, they have a lot of low-rated stuff. And I think Emily Owens, MD, if that wasn't, that's not premiering until the middle of October. Had it not, had it premiered at the beginning of the season, I would have picked that to be the first cancellation. That doesn't have any shot of working. It seems like they're putting two shows that are exactly like next to each other. 90210, Gossip Girl. Yes. Emily Owens. Is that to the fool people that they're still watching the same, the eight o'clock show? Well, the is, listen, the flow is good. You, uh -huh. have, you, have, you have a show like Heart of Dixie that caters to young females leading into Emily Owens, MD, which is the story of a young female doctor. It makes sense. Unfortunately, nobody watches Heart of Dixie. Right. Don't let them fool you. You know, they tell you at their upfront that this is a breakout hit. Breakout hit. Nobody watches it. Do you watch it? And I never, I didn't know it was still on. I was, 
Well, then we're not the target audience anyway, but don't let them fool you. I mean, Gossip Girl's never been a hit show. It never has been. And they talk about it like it's a huge hit show, and no one's ever watched it. It's not. They've had a lot of, you know, since the day they launched, they've, 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 they've really climbed an uphill battle. It's been very difficult for them. Do you think they'll go away, the WB? Go out of business? I, the, I mean, the CW? The CW, I think the CW, um, in a couple of years, I don't think they'll go away next year, but they really need to get more of an audience. You know, there's just so far that they could claim that we're a huge hit outside of the Nielsen ratings. Then where is the data to support that? It's not true. And, and also, yeah, they're catering to kids who don't watch TV on TV. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. All right, let's, uh, Thursday, ABC put that 8 o'clock spot, the rotating spot with Last Resort. They've tried, to, like, in the last four years, they've been trying to put something there. They've had a lot of trouble in that time period, and it's not going to change this year. It's a tough time period. You know, the, I mean, obviously, the network to be the CBS, the Big Bang Theory leading into Two and a Half Men, they're going to own the hour. Then you have the X Factor results show. You know, the question about the X Factor is, will Demi Lovato and Britney Spears, you know, inject interest in the show? I don't think they will. Um, but it will skew to a younger audience. Um, I don't think Last Resort has much of a shot. Uh, on the flip side, remember, you're comparing it to last year, Charlie's Angels, and the benchmark is low. Yeah, that was another mistake. Um, mistake. And then Glee at 9 o'clock against Grey's Anatomy, Person Interest, The Office, Beauty and the Beast. Do you think that'll do, that's an obvious choice? No. No, I'm, everything I'm saying is negative. I'm just, you know, unfortunately, Glee is a victim of the too much too soon syndrome. And what that means is it was too much too soon. You know, it got, it got off to a great start and they just pushed it too far too fast and people lost interest in it. And I think at this point, Glee has long since peaked and it has only one place to go and that's down. Yeah, it's weird. They made such a huge deal out of it and it was, it was, it was a hit, right? But was it a huge hit? Oh, it was a total hit. It was a total hit. It did really well. The critics liked it, and they just pushed it too far. You know, with the merchandising and doing a movie, and we're going to do take it on the road and this and that, and they're on every magazine cover. It, people got bored with it very quickly. And what about Elementary? It's uh, the American version of the British version of Sherlock Holmes. It's a very good idea. It fits well out of person of interest. CBS knows how to do these crime dramas, and they definitely have a shot at a, of another success with Elementary. Absolutely, yes. Right. All right, we'll get to Friday. Uh, my favorite show, Shark Tank, is on the whole year this year. I love Shark Tank. Love it. I love it. I think, you know, what ABC's trying to do is they're going to open up the season with Shark Tank at 8. In November, they're moving it to 9. They're going to put in Last Man Standing and Reba's new comedy, Malibu Country. So they ultimately want to kind of try to recreate the TGIF brand. Um, the problem with Friday Night overall is the hot levels are low. It's hard to get people to watch TV on Friday. I think CBS is going to have a problem. I do not think Made in Jersey is going to resonate. I think CSI New York at 8 o'clock is on too early. And I think Blue Bloods will be fine. Um, it's a tough night of television. Again, why wouldn't they switch Made in Jersey at 8 and the show about people getting killed and stabbed at 9? Well, the, lo the logic is when you put a new show on, you want to try to give it lead and support. So CBS is thinking, we'll put CSI New York to, at 8 o'clock. That will give it lead and support. My argument is CSI New York does not belong at 8 o'clock. It shouldn't be on that early in the evening. I think that's, you know, I think that's really um, irresponsible scheduling. And you know, based on the pilot of Made in Jersey, it's extremely generic. And it wasn't interesting, and I think CBS is going to spring a leak on Friday at 9 o'clock. And I think CSI New York is heading into its last season.
And I mean, the biggest mistake on Friday, let's be honest, Whitney and Community will have no audience. It's so crazy. Nobody's going to watch it. You know, this whole thing, everybody loves Community. Who watches Community? Do you watch? I do, but I hate it. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch it every week, and I get, and I'm the nerd that's supposed to like it, but it, it's just not funny. No, and, it's not. Yeah, and it seems like they're doing everything when you're like in high school or college, going, "This is what I would do if I had a sitcom," and it, it, one or two episodes would be fine. But even if it was funny, it would be great. Well, it's it's just one of the many NBC comedies that they try to you know be creative. The single camera comedies, and nobody watches them. But I mean, you got to look at NBC's schedule. They have ten comedies, four new ones. They're definitely going to keep probably two of the four new ones on the schedule. The question are which ones will they be? What do you think? Do you think Animal I Practice? think it'll be the new normal and guys with kids. Yeah, new normal seems like the breakout hit. Yes, uh, it's really good. And what do you think? Um, up all night, Will Arnett. Do you think that'll he just they just announced that he got he's getting divorced? Do you think that'll affect the show at all? No, I don't think anybody could care about that. You know, Up All Night shouldn't be returning. Up All Night had no audience. I mean, it had a very small audience. It started out on Wednesday, was promising. They moved it to Thursday. It didn't do well at all. It, NBC should not have renewed Up All Night and Whitney. That was a mistake. They didn't need both of them on. They probably should have canceled both of them. You know, Up All Night is one of those shows that, again, single camera. The critics like it. It has a very small audience. NBC is wasting their time. Why do you think they brought Whitney back? Um, simply they wanted, you know, it, I really don't know why they brought it back. You know, it, their, their philosophy is we want to focus on comedies. We're going to bring back six. We'll bring in four new ones. We want to become the destination for comedy again. But you have to remember Whitney did very poorly in season one. It had a very small audience. It didn't actually, it, it didn't necessarily get the critics raving. So they really didn't need to bring it back. You know, you have a schedule, certain shows, sometimes you're going to bring back, you know, maybe the ratings aren't all that good, but there were reasons to renew it. There was no reason to bring back Whitney or Up All Night. Yeah, Up All Night, like you said, seems like it would have been better if it had a studio audience. You know, that kind of show. It might have been, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things where NBC's problem, this is the mistake they made. They would they are, they are had one time with a destination for comedy. You know, Seinfeld, Friends, Frasier, the list went on and on. Ultimately... You know, that what they have now is The Office and Parks and Recreation and 30 Rock. You know, these are shows that people don't watch necessarily. Community, Whitney, they just don't have a large enough audience. NBC needs a breakout hit sitcom. And what about The Office? I mean, it's dying in ratings and they're also now making a spinoff. Do you think that's a good idea? No. No. Why would you spin off Dwight's character, um, that character, when the show at this point, it's ending... It doesn't have much of an audience left. People don't care about it. Why would you give Rain Wilson a comedy now and build it around him? Had They should have done that a few years ago when The Office was really in better shape. At this point, it's a dying show. No, it's a mistake. It's yet another low-rated, single-camera NBC comedy in the works. Don't do it. And then um, Saturday Night. Why do you think Saturday Night became such a, a wasteland? Oh, it's a real tragedy. It's a tragedy. You know, what started happening on Saturday was, look, way back when, in my time, I would, you know, I'd be home on a Saturday night watching All in the Family, MASH, The Jeffersons, Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart, um, Carol Burnett. Then The Love Boat came in on ABC, The Golden Girls on NBC. Little by little, as the years passed, 
fewer people were watching Saturday night television. They just weren't interested in what the networks were offering. The last big Saturday night hit show that was scripted was on CBS. It was, it was called The District. And they used to have Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger. Ultimately, the ratings kept dropping. And then the networks got lazy. And they stopped programming it. And they just are never going to turn that around. You know, we have college football on ABC. We have sports on Fox. CBS is in repeats. NBC's in repeats. CBS throws in 48 hours. It's a dead night. Yeah, do you think there's something that can turn it around? Yes, I think CBS is the network that could turn this around if they wanted to. What they should probably do is, or, you know, NBC could try also. Start out with game shows. You know, do a primetime version of The Price is Right on Saturday. Lead it into another game show. You know, slowly build the night and then ultimately bring back scripted programming. Nobody will do it. Let's see. And what do you, all right, well, we've done the primetime schedule before I let you go. Uh, daytime, they launched a lot of big shows. Steve Harvey, Katie Couric, yes. Jeff Probst. Which ones do you think will work? I think of the new talk shows, Katie will have the biggest audience. But Katie is also the highest profile, and Katie will be leading out of General Hospital, which will give it lead and support. I think the problem with daytime television is, and this has been the issue for the last couple of decades, there are too many talk shows. It's gutted with talk shows. Um, Oprah's gone. Katie's not going to be the next Oprah. It's not going to happen. She will definitely get the highest audience. She'll get the largest audience. That will happen. But she's not going to be a breakout hit like Oprah was. And I think that's an issue. It's very hard to program daytime now. Particularly ABC has realized that since they canceled the two soaps. They've realized the mistake they made. Can they bring the, So they canceled the, the two long-running soaps. Yes. For, why, why did they do that? They were just too expensive? Because they canceled all, all My Children and One Life to Live. They were expensive to produce. The ratings were down. And they decided, let's just get rid of them and we'll put in talk shows. They also were planning on canceling General Hospital. And they changed their mind because the fans really, you know, the fans really cried out and the ratings really dropped. And I think that there is a lesson to be learned is you have to remember who your audience is, what they're interested in watching. And to take off two veteran scripted daytime dramas in place of two new talk shows that nobody really cared about. That was a very, very big mistake. Yeah, The Chew and uh, The Revolution, right? Was that what it's called? The Chew and The Revolution, and they canceled The Revolution. They now have Good Afternoon America, and that's not doing anything. You have to remember who your audience is. You can't take off two shows of the same nature that have been on for decades, basically within months of each other. It's a mistake. Do you, who do you think uh, will be can Do you think Steve Harvey, Jeff Probst, and, or Katie, do you think they'll last, or Ricky Lake, will they last the whole season? Well, Steve Harvey already debuted, and he's gotten some sampling. Um, I think ultimately, I don't understand what Jeff Probst is going to bring to daytime. I've tried to have a conversation with him. He won't come to the phone. So if you want to talk in daytime, why don't you talk to the press and tell them what you want to do? That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Um, I don't understand what he's going to bring to daytime unless they plan on voting off somebody every, in every show. I don't think that's going to happen. I like the fact that Ricky Lake has experience doing this. She had a show for 11 years. And Katie, of course, is a known entity. Everybody knows who she is. She obviously did very well on Today. She didn't do well on CBS Evening News. Um, I think ultimately to succeed in daytime, in talk, you have to bring something to the table. You have to be yourself. And you just have to do it the right way. You can't try to be the next Oprah. And I think of the next batch of talk shows, the one with the greatest chance to stay on the air is Katie Cork. But she's not going to be Oprah. No, they're all trying to be replace Oprah. 
Yes, and there's no other Oprah other than Oprah. And Oprah has learned a valuable lesson. Don't give up a good gig to launch a cable network no one's going to watch. Well, I feel like that cable network, they forgot the one thing that people like about Oprah, which is Oprah. Like She wasn't on the channel at all. Well, the, the problem part. is, you know, Adam, remember this. If they took Oprah's talk show and just put it on own and did the same show, yeah. she would lose two-thirds. She would lose at least two-thirds of the audience. People that watch her on Channel 7 are not going to suddenly tune into Channel 180. It's just the way it is. Yeah, they assume they would. Um, well, thank you very much, Mark. You can. How's the best way for people to uh, get your daily uh, podcasts and newsletters? You can get the newsletter. My website is www.tvmediainsights.com. You can check us out online. You can sign up for the newsletter, and everything's available there. Yeah, I get the newsletter every day for the past, I don't know how long you've been doing it, 12, 13 years. And uh, I listen to your, you, you do an audio version of your video podcast. I listen to that on the way to work every day. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great. And um, so go to proudlyresents.com slash tv 2012 and we'll have all the links to his stuff and then links to past shows where we talk about tv including an argument who has the worst shows england or usa when we go down the top five shows worst shows from each country adam we're, we're out of time for this interview we're doing a live show september 22nd 7 30 Chris Gore's pod crash will be crashing proudly resents. We're going to talk about heart beeps with Andy Kaufman, which you can find on Netflix, but we also have Tony Clifton will be there live. He's friends with Andy Kaufman and has a lot to say about this movie and possibly doing a song. So go to proudly slash I O 